Can we just can we bring up the fact that we saw a, an Ahsoka on Siege of Mandalore? She's what, like 15 years old? She defeated Maul on Mandalore about 30 minutes later. That's incredible. Ahsoka's powerful. She's about to take someone, a blue man, out. And then she's coming for Stomp. Three, two, Prepare one. For light speed. Punch it, Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Holocron Hoopla. Hoopla! Hoopla! The unofficial podcast of a galaxy far, 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 far away. We're on our way there this week, boys. I can't wait. We're back Ooh. for episode five of Ahsoka Shadow Warrior. All sorts of exciting things happen this week as we catch up again with Ahsoka and her old pal Anakin in the world between worlds. Very excited to talk about this one. Uh, but of course, I'm not going to talk about it alone because I have the wonderful Hoopla Krupla here to join me, starting with the Jedi historian, Andy Smith. Hey, Jamie, Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things, DC, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars, of course. I am so excited to talk about the best episode of this season, easily, whoa, Shadow whoa, Warrior. Whoa. Let's, get a, let's get a rating of this episode. <laughs> Intro rating. Andy, what do you got? Uh, what intro rating? Honestly, no. I was going to give it a 63. So. All right, 63. You heard it hey, here first. Boom, before anybody can fight it, let's bring in everybody's favorite droid, Chris Pio. Hey, guys. C3Pio here. Uh, I gave last episode a perfect score, Minus if one. you remember. I, uh, <laughs> Minus I do one, not that feel is the correct. same way about this particular episode. I still did very much enjoy it, but... There's some things we've got to talk through, so stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed, because we got three more scores that are coming at the end of this episode. Everybody has to wait, <laughs> of course. Uh, but we have <laughs> returning from the distant past. We're getting, for the first time ever, a younger version of our <laughs> good friend, teenage Jake Laxer. Welcome to the show, buddy. Sup, dudes? How we doing today? <laughs> Great to see you guys. Are you ready to pod, bros? Yeah, oh, no, Jake let's skip forward like you, five years. Is that how you talked? It, it's, Dude, it is how we talked. Puberty was a wild time. Oh, my. Anyhow, Jake Laxer, lover of all things TV and movies. Great to be back. Great to jump to light speed with a purgle. Am I right? Uh, thank you, Chris Pio, for this. Uh, I'm admiring this Warwick Davis sign poster on my desktop here uh, i greatly appreciate that that's a glorious gift and i will treasure it forever and ever and ever you're welcome what a good guy oh my you needed goodness. some more decor in your new empty apartment it is very empty as i await all of my things being shipped from a galaxy far far away and on that <laughs> note let's dive right on in Jake, you have so much e ewok memorabilia just surrounding <laughs> you right now so can yeah. you even fit anything else you know I sometimes I feel like an Ewok, but I, you know, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Purgle's about to show up at your doorstep and just vomit up all the stuff being shipped from across the galaxy right into your new apartment. Uh, How lovely. Vomit up everything being shipped. You catch my go. drift there. You catch oh, my drift there. there. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right. Let's let's do this, boys. Yeah, let's do this. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of Holocron Hoopla. What do you what do you got for us, Jim? Excited to continue talking about everything going on with Ahsoka. 
five episodes in. We got three episodes to go. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter and all that good stuff to stay up to date with everything we're doing in the Hoopla world. Chris, where can these lovely people find us? You can follow us at Hoopla Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram, and, oh, 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 on X, Ooh, Instagram, good, good catch, good catch, and TikTok. I, sorry, it's officially X now, and we're not going to tweet at you. We're going to post at you, but we would love if you were to post at us. Get online for all their engaged content. We'd love to hear your theories, your takes, how you're feeling about Ahsoka so far, and anything else in the Hoopla universe. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, God, I did it again, <laughs> oh, X, <no>. and TikTok, <laughs> especially them. TikTok, for our little behind the scenes, maybe clips of some episodes. Definitely follow us online, stay engaged, and we look forward to talking with you. And if you would like to support the show, we would appreciate you guys just leaving us a little comment, leaving us a review, a rating, uh, subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you're listening to. We appreciate that very much. Love seeing all the reviews out there. Uh, another way to support the show is buying some of our sweet merch. I just got myself a fresh new sweatshirt today, which I'm very excited about. Andy, where can these lovely people find the merch? Hey, find the merch at hooplapodcastnetwork.square.site. We have had a few purchases uh, over the past few days here, so take a look at the the Hoopla Podcast official t-shirt sweatshirt uh, hoodie, as well as all our Holocron Hoopla gear. Maybe we'll have some Ahsoka gear dropping soon. I don't know. Take a look. Definitely not Merrick gear. Uh, Take a look at the (laughs) Holocron Hoopla non-bionic Kanan gear. Mm. I disagree. (laughs) Respectfully. We'll get a bionic Kanan shirt. All of our terrible, terrible (laughs) theories. Yeah. Actually, we should keep a running list. We should. Uh, That list would be way too long. But let's dive in. Because we got some more theories that, of course, are going to be coming your way shortly as we discuss everything that has to do with episode five of Ahsoka, Shadow Warrior. Right after this quick break. Do, 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 do. Did you know that's the Ahsoka theme? I've learned it. I did. It's in my head. And we're back. Uh, so this was a fun episode, picking up pretty much right where we left off last week. As Sabine is off to a galaxy far, 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 far away with all the bad guys. Uh, we don't actually see her in this episode, but we do catch up with Ahsoka and Anakin in the world between worlds. And we have some fun stuff going on with General Syndulla and Jason. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all great. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lead <laughs> it off this week, Jamie. Where the oh, hell oh is Thrawn? Okay. I have been patient. I have been kind. I have really enjoyed Ahsoka. But I gotta say, this is my number one gripe of the entire season so far. I was expecting to see Thrawn in the first episode of the latter half of this season, and we didn't. I know there's a lot to talk about today, and I have a lot of great things to say, but I wanted to open it up with this because what the heck? I feel like we're wasting talent here, not to mention there's plenty of story. What do you guys think? Is it a problem that we haven't seen Thrawn yet? Chris, I hear your complaint and I'm going to address it immediately. The first shot of episode six is going to be Thrawn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> theories I in fact i will leave pod officially if it is not the first shot of the next episode wow oh my god i gotta goodness. get some contacts at disney to make that happen honestly 
I don't even want Thrawn. I just want an opening of Jason Sindula and Chopper next episode. Chris, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I hear that. Typically, I would be on the same kind of wavelength that this was what I was spouting during season three of Mandalorian. But yes. this, but this, this is different because of the the plot that they uh, that they they still moved through in this episode that really furthered the storyline also expanded mythology of the star wars universe once again it, yes we haven't seen thrawn yet but there are three episodes left and the next episode is going to be a pretty long one as well so you know if if it if next episode we don't see ezra and thrawn there's going to be some questions to be had but Completely i thought agree. that this was just such a wonderful star wars uh, tribute i was gonna make it into an testament adjective. Uh, I, it, it was, it was such a Dave fun Filoni pipe dream. <laughs> it, it was, it, it was truly, is that what you mean to it say? It was truly, truly the climax of Dave Filoni's universe of that they've been building for 15 years. And you know, it just comes, it finally comes to fruition, but again, I, get I get your point with, we haven't seen the bad guy yet. They've built him up. They, they've his act. The expectations of Thrawn are there. I think they'll next episode, they'll meet our expectations. I agree. And, and they, they dangled a little bit of Thrawn and the big bad in front of us with, you know, the, the, uh, Balin and, and Sin or Shin and, Obviously, Morgan Elspeth is super creepy. He's got some evil things going on. But we didn't even get any of that this episode. This was truly just an Ahsoka story. And I understand the show is called Ahsoka. That's what we're about. But I feel like we're going to lose some casual Star Wars fans if we don't keep the overall plot moving forward. As a Dave Filoni stan, since, since you told me to watch Rebels and Clone Wars, I'm all on board with this episode. Don't get me wrong. I just think... I wanted to get it out of the way early. Why haven't we seen Thrawn yet? So if is next week your guys' limitation, that'll that'll be three-fourths of the way through the season. If we don't see him, are you going to be upset? I'm going to be livid, Chris. You think you're angry now? <laughs> I'm going to go full Sith. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jake, Jake is going to go full Sith. I do think it would probably, yeah, that... my. We've been my waiting. lightsaber will be been bleeding waiting. red, Chris. Just not for me, but for you as well. For all of us. All right, fair enough. Well, there's a lot of good things to talk about through the episode here, so let's talk good. Yeah, let's talk good. <laughs> no um, more gripes. Anybody else with the biggest gripe of the whole season to get off their chest? <laughs> Now's your time. I'm gonna save my golden gripe for later. But let's talk positive. That's okay, good call. Let's let's talk positive. So let's let's stick with the Ahsoka and Anakin storyline because we got yes. a just absolutely beautiful storyline between the two of them. Um, as she catches up with Anakin, they have a little bit of a fight. They go through some memories and stuff. I got to admit to all of you, my more knowledgeable Star Wars fans out there, I was kind of confused as to what the yeah. whole deal was. Like, was that actually Anakin in the world between worlds? Or was that like a force projection? Mm. Is that Anakin after he had already died and now he's just kind of floating around as a ghost? What, uh, what, what, uh, what, uh, what, 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 uh, what happened? I think it's left up to interpretation. That's I mean, exactly that, what I was going to say. That, yes, <laughs> great I mean, answer. That, that well done, what, Andor. That, that's what, <laughs> Andor, that's what, I mean, Dave Filoni <laughs> has done this. He doesn't, in, in the past, he, he's talked about the world between worlds, and they, he even said, is it real? Question mark. I think it's real in, in a sense, and I think the, 
it's really left to say you the viewer is this purgatory is this jedi heaven is this a jedi temple is it just what you make of it what you bring in with you is kind of a, a classic star wars line yeah um and i think what we saw the the interpretation that we saw was ahsoka's point of view She's seen the world between worlds in the past. She sees Anakin. Was she just floating in the water the entirety of this time? Or was she actually somewhere else? And I don't think they want to explain that because there's something about the unknown, not explaining the mysticism of Star Wars that just makes it interesting. And they could pull the world between worlds back and have it completely different. So was it real? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best answer I think we could have received. Thanks for breaking that down. Uh, Chris, it seems like you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree, Andy. And and it seems like Jake agrees as well. Uh, You know, we've seen the world between worlds be a very real thing in the sense that again ahsoka has died before and was saved by ezra in the world between worlds so the fact that they didn't decide to go with that kind of material plane the barriers to other worlds and other times yeah the portals yeah they didn't need to go through that was i initially disappointed that they maybe weren't in the real world between worlds yes but i understand what they were doing what i think this episode more was trying to represent was that ahsoka has been to this world between worlds she knows this place exists exists but in this particular episode this was more of a uh, not so much a memory not a flashback more just kind of like a consciousness trip in the sense that, well, she's about to die. Maybe it's because she's just running out of oxygen. I don't know how long Jedi can hold their breath, but I don't think she, <laughs> at this point, I don't think she actually went to the quote world between worlds as we have previously known it. This was just maybe a manifestation of how to explore those memories. Yeah, this was just a Gungan City part two. It was really nothing special at all about this place, actually. Sitos <laughs> <laughs> is connected to Gungan City. <laughs> If you didn't know, if you, in the background, it's an Easter egg. Just go, go take a look. 100%. This is kind of what I was thinking as I was watching it. I was like, I don't know much about the world between worlds, so I don't know if this is how it actually works. But I do think it fits the story very well if it is more of just uh, Ahsoka's dying thoughts as she's going through this. Because the last thing that happened to her was she had this conversation with Balin Skull about how you abandoned your master and look what he turned into. And then she has this yeah. whole memory adventure with Anakin as she's witnessing his transformation again into Vader, which talk about some sweet oh, visuals. What a beautiful oh episode. God. Unbelievable. Give yeah. him a movie because that was so cinematic. It was it outstanding. Was. And so it was really interesting to see that the character interactions between Ahsoka reverting back to her child form as as the Padawan going through the Clone Wars and going through the Siege of Mandalore, which we got to see yeah. I know, a little bit in so live action. How cool is that? <laughs> I, I, I was so excited. I screamed when I saw the the, the Maul uh, Mandalorians. Yes, the mm-hmm. helmets. And then, and then mm-hmm. you had the clone mm-hmm. troopers with the with Tano's sig- uh, signature orange mm-hmm. icon above. My wife was like, what? And I said, the siege! <laughs> <laughs> it's the siege! It's the siege! <laughs> well, and I especially loved during the Siege of Mandalore part uh that anakin was like i don't remember this yeah, battle that was cool. which serves two purposes yeah, one yeah. It, it places ahsoka on the timeline where her memories currently are 
But two, yes, it, it denotes that they've already been separated at this point, but he is in and out of so many battles as he's raising and training this child soldier, which was a big theme, yeah. that he doesn't even remember all the battles. So it was a two-part, uh, a two-fold reason for saying that, in my opinion. I, I think that was the directorial line. I don't remember this battle for two reasons. And if we're going to say the best thing about the Siege of Mandalore, it's clearly Rex yes. being voiced oh, yes. by Rex. Love to see that. Yeah. Great Rex cameo. That was awesome. Yeah, that was outstanding. Um, yeah, Jamie touched on the CGI a little bit there. A few things that I wanted to point out that worked out wonderfully. Um, you referenced maybe the portals in the World Between Worlds. I think that may have been a little much for the general audience to sort of grasp, but shattering sort of the bridge that they're oh, on between that. That worlds was, so cool. was a yeah. very creative and ingenious way for them to actually introduce that. Um, well, without, and I know you have more to being, say. I know you have more to say on this. I'm going to give it back to you. But I think, again, that's why we don't really know if it was a material plane or kind of in a consciousness thing. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. But I think that's that's easier to grasp rather than introducing a whole other exactly. element to this to this dimension that we're like not another seeing. another plane. But, yep, yeah. yep. But that was great. Um, we talked about last episode how the de-aging of um, Hayden Christensen didn't work really effectively. It looked fantastic. It looked so good. Episode. So much It different. looked so good. I don't know whether it was the lighting when they were in, mm. the, in the world between worlds or the effects of the shadows and yeah. sort of how that played onto his de-aged sort of persona or caricature there. But yeah, it looked great across all the different flashbacks. Um, shout out to my girlfriend Lana. She pointed out the different lightsaber transitions throughout this uh, this scene, which was great. Seeing Ahsoka go from you know green to white, Anakin from blue to red, yeah. and uh, seeing sort of their progression as they sort of understand the Jedi Order and the Force and how everything falls into you know chaos. But I loved everything. And then I'm just gonna finish my last my statement with this: the Vader transitions. Ooh. outstanding yeah like yeah, absolutely so cool. brilliant absolutely the, brilliant the sounds the the just hayden christensen's body language the actual visuals of almost lightning it, it sounded like lightning like uh, mm -hmm. uh and then obviously the breathing um with then the red kind of fading of, of fog around him like it was just what a what a we love transitions here if you watch lord of the rings rings of power we love transitions and that was <laughs> wonderful one of my favorite details about the vader transition is that uh, early on in the episode when anakin's walking towards ahsoka you hear boots clanging that are more metal mm. than anything anakin would be oh, normally wow. wearing yeah, yeah cool little detail good pickup I'm sure up. there's more. I mean, they, they they really nailed it. And and Jake, to your point about how good the de-aging looked, I, this looked like Clone Wars Anakin brought to life. There's a, obviously a, big, a bunch of pictures going around screen caps on Twitter, but there's one where it's literally... He's folding his arms and she's yeah. looking at him kind of somberly. It, it's I think it's from season seven. It might even be the mm -hmm. last time they see each other, but it looks exactly like that. And it's just like, I can't believe I can't believe that Dave Filoni got his hands that deep into Disney's pockets where they were like, yeah, sure. You can have a whole vision quest episode for this eight episode <laughs> run. Go ahead. You could just explore Ahsoka's acceptance of her fate 
and the things that she did when leaving the Jedi Order all you want. I just I can't believe it. I'm thrilled. But wow. I mean, I I loved along with that, Chris is Hayden Christensen, his outfits as they progressed in the vision, or the the different visions were amazing. You have Mm -hmm. immediately you see Revenge of the Sith, Anakin, when she walks in the world between worlds. Then you move into the actual Matt Lanter version of the of Anakin Skywalker, the Clone Wars uh, armor set, which we've never yes. seen in live action, and it looks so good. It looks great. Uh, it looked awesome with with, yeah. his, with his lightsaber. And then you go back, and he, his hair actually changes over time too. It's like yes. he, you do go through like the per, the full progression to then end at what we saw was the Revenge of the Sith, actual Darth Vader. That was that never was almost fighting at the end. Um, how powerful you know Anakin was in that moment yeah. looks so good. Yeah, one one other thing that I was a little nervous about when they first introduced the world between worlds as well was how are they going to navigate the the script to basically indicate that Ahsoka had been here before, but they had to explain that to the audience in a conversation between her and her projection of Anakin. And they did that, and Dave Filoni did a fantastic job of that as well. I don't know if right. you picked up on that little detail, but um, that was very well scripted. Do you remember exactly how they said it? I I don't, but I I remember paying attention to make sure it was it it didn't you know go off the rails, and they 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 stayed on the bridge <laughs> for a <laughs> moment on, until the bridge was shattered. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. yeah, I, could we, Jamie? Basically, you need to watch Clone Wars. That's what we're saying here. <laughs> yeah. That's what right. that's what actually Dave is saying right now. Everyone needs True. to go watch Clone Wars. But but to that point. Chris, you know, and and Jake, in Clone Wars, we got to know a different Anakin Skywalker. Like there's oh, the yeah, there's right. the prequel Anakin Skywalker that we that the general audience knows, but it's different from Clone Wars. Matt Lanter, that that the voice actor really did provide a different. There was a bond with him and him and Ahsoka, and here it's. And Hayden Christensen has talked about it. He's watched through all of Clone Wars. He studied that those those episodes and brought in that character onto into live action, uh, and it, and it works so well. Um, so that's where I get back to. After twenty years, fifteen years, we've never seen Anakin Skywalker that we grew to love until now. Right. Totally agree with you. Uh, to that point, Andy, I know we're just bouncing back and forth here because we're so excited. Uh, you mentioned uh, Matt Latner and and <laughs> the fact that, you know, I think that both Hayden Christensen and, first of all, you haven't even said Ariana Greenblatt's name yeah. yet, by the way. Oh, we'll just get to that. Absolutely we'll get, phenomenal. We'll get to her. Shout out we'll Gamora. Get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Gamora. <laughs> yeah, Gamora. Uh, but I think both of them, you know, were, were perfectly on cue. They definitely did their research. I mean, I don't know how much of Clone Wars Hayden Christensen has seen start to finish since he's been Anakin, but who who knows? He definitely did his research for this. I mean, it was just perfect. I was going to bring this up later. I think the only, only, only thing missing for me from this vision quest, uh, you know, baptism, whatever you want to call it, I think there was a missed opportunity, and hopefully I'm wrong because maybe it'll happen later. I think there was a missed opportunity to include Ashley Eckstein in this particular scene. I don't know how much she has been invited or volunteered her own time to be a part of the Ahsoka series. But since you mentioned Anakin's voice actor and bringing Hayden Christensen back, which we all love, I kind of feel like this was the perfect place to put a cameo. Again, 
Ariana Greenblatt was fantastic as young Ahsoka. But if we're going to go through the progressions, I feel like maybe there was a bit of an opportunity there. Hopefully she shows up somehow in a cameo later in the season. I don't know what capacity that's going to be, but... What if she plays Thrawn? Oh, my God. <laughs> the first shot of the next episode. Oh, yes. Oh uh, I, I, that would be an incredible turn in this season. I, I just feel like she's done so much to bring Ahsoka to life that if she's not somewhere in this season, and that would have been my opportunity to put her, I'll be disappointed. You know what, Chris? Talking about Ashley and, and her portrayal as Ahsoka and then thinking about what Ariana Greenblatt did as the young Ahsoka, who was actually kind of playing an old Ahsoka in the young Ahsoka's body as yeah, well. Yeah, it's there, hard. There was an interesting like uh, portrayal there. Uh, as you went further into the visions, she it almost seemed like uh, the older Ahsoka was gone and it was really just the young Ahsoka in her trauma in war that right was up. the main theme of uh, you know of this trial or whatever you want to call it um but i did think she she it was great seeing a young ahsoka because how rosario had been playing the character up to this point she's been closed yeah. off and we'll get to what happens later in the episode but it, it was just it's a it was a great moment for that character and i hope uh, and we'll t- i'm, I'm going to ask jb here in a second like w- like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, Jamie's getting Jamie, the day off today. Jamie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We're, like, we're making it easy for him now. Th- this the the relationship here between these two characters uh, is why everyone fell in love with Ahsoka as a character. And right. I think they did a really good job to show a general audience without having many scenes that their banter is just so likable and it and it works. And uh, and now you know why Ahsoka has been how she has been for the past four episodes. Right. Audiences hated the Ahsoka character when it started up. They despised Ahsoka early on. I know it's hard to believe. How? You're giving me those eyes. She's great. I know. I think a lot of it was the the sky guy. <laughs> that, was, that was a terrible I feel like that was responsible that, that for was a 30% of George, fan hatred. George Lucas is like... Let's, let's uh, have her nickname him Sky Guy. <laughs> and they're like, should, George, should we really put that in the script? Yeah, yeah, let, let, Sky Guy. Oh my God. We got a cameo from George Lucas that's on my the George, pod. Uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't know we I had think, George Lucas on the pod. Yeah, that's impressive. That Thank you, George. Um, yeah. um, you, you, thanks for stopping by. See you later. <laughs> they used... He said, hey, hello, Snips, but she didn't respond, Sky Guy. Obviously, she's if she said going Sky through guy, a big trauma. Been, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that, 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 I mean, that, that shows to the fact that, you know, years ago when that was first introduced, people did not like it. She should have called him Vaddy Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity for sure. Going back to... Do you have something, Jake? Because I'm going to a little bit change the topic. Well, yeah, yeah. It's Let me time. just mention this real fast. I Andy like mentioned in, in the past few uh, episodes, we see Rosario Dawson portraying, uh, Rosario Dawson portraying Ahsoka being closed off. Were you referring to her crossing her arms? Because I saw zero <laughs> arm crossing in this episode. No, there was there was multiple arm crossing. Oh, there was? Oh, there was? Crossing. Yeah, even go, young Ahsoka crossed her arms. Ah, oh, damn. I, I miss it every time. I miss it every time. I When I saw the first cross of the arms, which actually happened on the world between worlds pointed at the screen and said the pod we take down that tally there they go and then there, there those Yoga arms Soka go crosses the well, arms. There I am. <laughs> uh hera crossed her arms uh and then obviously anakin crossed his arms too yeah. like during the clone wars <laughs> yeah everyone's the now crossed their, their tentacles um 
Oh, I can't wait to talk I, about the whales, but please go on. So going back to what Chris mentioned at the very start of this episode, uh, you're upset that Thrawn hasn't showed up yet. I am not upset that Thrawn hasn't showed up yet, in part because ah. I don't know who Thrawn is, and in part <laughs> because... <laughs> I think the show is doing such a good job of developing the characters of Ahsoka and Sabine. Obviously, we didn't get any Sabine in this episode, but we have seen this character arc of Ahsoka leading up to this episode where this was like the the pinnacle. I forget what they call it in story writing terms, but this is the the breaking point for her character development. A where... hero's story. <laughs> Thanks, George. That's the hero's, <laughs> hero's journey, actually. Oh. Um, I, I don't know. I, I call it the hero's story. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, George. Someone lock him back in his closet. I don't know. I'll, I'll be here. I'll, I'll be here. For How'd the you rest get out? Day. No, I, George. Go back in I your love, closet. I love. I love Ahsoka and, and Anakin. George. George. Harrison Ford has already said he's not going to do any more Indiana Jones films. Can you just can, can go, please? Oh yeah, he will. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, goodbye, George. Classic George. Um, so we've Bye, seen throughout the season, Ahsoka has been uh, kind of struggling with some of her past decisions that she's made and struggling with how she's going to be a mentor and a master for Sabine, how their relationship was in the past, and how her relationship in the past was with Anakin, uh, abandoning him and... Then he goes off to become Vaddy Daddy. It was, it's been a major thing that has come up multiple times. And to see in this episode how she finally, it's finally seemingly is coming to terms with she doesn't have to be the same type of master that Anakin was. All that he would teach her was how to fight and that being a Jedi means fighting to survive. And if you want to live, you have to fight, otherwise you die. And I think they did a great job in just this one episode, even without having all the backstory from Rebels and, and Clone Wars, to just within this 40-minute episode get that beautiful story arc and character development of Ahsoka coming to terms with she doesn't need to be like her master. She can be a Jedi her own way. doesn't always have to be about fighting. And I think that she's going to take that and go to continue to mentor Sabine using this new mentality towards Jediism. And I think they absolutely nailed the storyline for this episode that that kind of encapsulates you know what the the fall of the jedi was right they were the keepers of peace and they became soldiers and they fought and they fought until they didn't stop fighting and they lost and she has this full trauma and she won't be able to you know she can't get over that but she finally chose life at the end um and i, I just thought that was it was a different way i didn't think this is how the episode was gonna go me neither yeah and then like, I, at the end she jumped through a portal <laughs> you know jumped through a portal was good, but it was an actual lesson that did he give or was it the force? It was, or was it just inside in her, her all along. And now she is reborn as Ahsoka the Gandalf. I mean, Ahsoka the White. <laughs> <laughs> Out to come back to join her party and save the day. Jamie, I, I think it's great that you can pick all that up about Ahsoka's personal insecurities and the way that she has come up as a Jedi, non-Jedi hybrid. 
the fact that the show is is written and structured to where you could pick that up and not even know who Thrawn is, I, I think <laughs> that's that's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean they're um, they're doing a great job with the writing <laughs> of the show. I'm super impressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to that end, I, I think one of the most important themes here is uh, uh, we're talking about Ahsoka the White now, which is great. <laughs> everyone in this show has been telling her, and I actually just thought about this when you said that, Jamie. Everyone's been telling her about her lineage. Hu Yang, oh, you come from a long line of abnormal Jedi. Oh, Balin, mm-hmm. you can't let go of the past. Your master, you walked away from the Jedi. And then now finally her own master, Anakin, uh, the most prolific Jedi turned bad in history, is trying to get her to admit, oh, you you also come from a long line. This is, this is what you own. Everything I am, you are that as well. And then she finally breaks three of that. And that's the whole point of the episode. She she gets baptized in the waters, and I, that was such a cool scene where it yeah. finally comes to a close, the waters rising on her. Yeah, I, I just think thematically, uh, Ahsoka has has been told this, told that, please go fight to keep the peace. This is the only way, and finally now she's coming out the other side. It's great. Yeah, and to follow up on that point, you know, you mentioned it. <laughs> So good, the Gandalf, the white. Um, the costume design team did a wonderful yeah. job with with um, the poncho that she now is, is wearing. And poncho. it just really, yep, the little poncho. That'll um, be in stores come October. Oh, 100. The merchandise uh, is going to be flying off the shelves. I can buy that on Jedi, Fall, or Jedi Survivor e-store immediately today for my yeah. Cal Kestis character. <laughs> Oh, can you really? Did no, they add no, it? No, they haven't added oh, it. Oh my but god! But they will. They I will. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. It's I'm gonna probably, load it up after there. this. But this Go is ahead, this is leading me to around a good transition point to my golden gripe of the episode. Oh man, we're oh, all so happy. Oh, Let us yeah. be happy for I just we're one on a gosh great dang note. second, Jake. I, I know we're on such a good. <laughs> You're so teenage you know, and angsty. This is what happens when we bring teen Jake onto the show. Why did we give him a? <laughs> we second? got to do this in waves. That I use that very intentionally. We got to do this in waves. Um, so here's the thing. We have Jason very obviously force sensitive, right? Because of his father, Kanan, who we all know now. His bionic. If, in case you're, who's bionic and is now a Sith and is now a... Named Merrick. Uh, yeah. And is now like a floating uh, 0101 bit off into the <laughs> skies of the sea toast planet, whatever. Um, all that to say... Uh, Jason detects that the lightsabers are clashing within the waves. And then he asks his mother, do you hear that? And she almost makes a reference like she's capable of having force sensitivity, which makes absolutely zero sense. I will I will what? group up on that gripe. Hera should not should not have been able to hear the lightsabers in that scene. I was not I was not digging you, what they were putting I, down. I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to stop this right here. Uh-oh. Sure. Uh-oh. Get him, Andy. Uh-oh. Get him. Get him. The force surrounds us. It yes. binds <laughs> the galaxy together. Oh, okay. any every living thing has is imbued that, and every every living thing I, but some have the ability 
to wield it easier, but it's open for all if they open the door, which Kanan Jarrus, non-bionic Kanan said in the past, <laughs> if you open the door, the force will flow to you. I think this is such a powerful a planet connected to the force where he is almost she's it's projecting through him to her, but anyone can use the force. Right. And that's and what I, George Lucas set up. George, George did. Get back in your closet, George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't tell you to come out. What are you doing? It's around us and binds us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the thing is here is the fact that Jason was able to detect this because it was a very subtle incident. It was a very subtle force uh, projection mm. or uh, uh, emergence, if you will. But to that point, I, I for her to also be able to hear this very you know minor inkling of the force just i i if, if that was omitted from the script i would have been fine with it that's that's my point i i'm i'm seeing where you're coming from jake i want to make it abundantly clear that i am on andy's team in this particular argument sure sure but i see alone. where you're coming from and even more so you called out last episode the uh, kind of fake out force use by Sabine. Um, and mm -hmm. then even previously, when she tries to pull the cup, we, we know she's not force sensitive. So I think what, and I'm not trying to speak for you, but I'm trying to understand from your point of view, I think more of what you're struggling with is the fact that they went so quickly from Sabine doesn't have force powers. Sabine's not a Jedi. She can't access the force to Hera just somehow kind of Thank you. binding, uh, grasping yeah. on to, uh, you know, wh what her son is able yes. to feel. Now, again, Andy's more right, but I see where you're coming. So from. now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one off of you. Does Hera Syndulla have a greater aptitude for the Force than Sabine? What is happening <laughs> Maybe. here? Uh, okay, Maybe. sorry. Go on, Jamie. Go on, Jamie. I think... I mean, I agree with you, Jakey boy, that they are trying to have it both ways with this to to go. Yeah. Jason has an aptitude for the force. How neat is that? That's cool and interesting. Let's follow that storyline for his character and then also say the force is within everybody. And that takes away any meaning to trying to convince us that Jason is special. They've, they've been kind of sprinkling it in. Every Correct. scene that we've had with Jason is like, ooh, maybe this guy's a little sensitive to the Force. Maybe that's interesting and special. And then by having Hera also hear the same thing he's hearing takes away the importance I, of his force sensitivity jamie the way that That's i the way that my golden gripe when when jason <laughs> hears that and she you know she she hears it then too i almost took it that it was from jason like it was it was being um, amplified by jason to his mother that would be cool um like that's that, an that's, interesting take because he obviously is incredibly force sensitive and he's going to be a future jedi in the next series we all know it like they're really pushing mm -hmm. this character this wasn't just a a one-off kid running around um and right. i'm here for it by the way i love jason Sindula. um I, I thought he was amplifying it almost but once again that would be Dave nice Filoni, he do, they don't answer a lot of these questions so we can interpret it in our own ways we'll call him the hot spot <laughs> he's like a hot I mean, spot for the force <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's Mustafar. Great signal. There's Dagobah. And then there's Jason Sandula. Yeah. I really like that interpretation, Andy. I think if that is the case, yeah. then I rescind my gripe. Um, but I did think that and was interesting. I agree. I thought it also would have just been nice, a nice little mother and son moment for Hera to show her beautiful, True. loving trust in her son and to recognize within him something special and 
to act on that without knowing it for herself. I'm rewatching it again. Maybe it is more just kind of like a, oh, yeah, honey, that's a great picture. Let's put it up on the fridge. And she eventually does like believe him because she knows that he has force powers. But do you think it would maybe just kind of a... If that's the case, they messed up the sound editing for this episode because... They absolutely uh, yeah, made yeah, it yeah. seem like through the through the sound of this episode that she was also hearing the lightsaber clashes. I choose she to does believe have a pretty it's visceral Jason, reaction Jason here. Dagobah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and I, we just needed an X-wing to raise up out of the water. He has green hair. Okay, he has green uh, hair. I'm watching it again live here on Pod, and she she has a very very visceral reaction, and then immediately jumps into action and and says, "Okay, something is out there." So yeah, you're right, Jake. I give you that. Yeah. I, I I mean, again, Andy's right. The Bible is always right. The force surrounds us, penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together. Together, but the sacred playing, texts <laughs> but they are playing fast and loose the with sacred, the rules the sacred and Jedi let's not texts. forget that we were all complaining why the hell were you bringing in your son to a potential battlefield turns out the no. only reason was a, a, a plot device to actually have another force <laughs> jason Dagobah <laughs> plot device syndula kanan hotspot whatever the best plot devices <laughs> yeah. force force sensitive plot devices uh Lost, uh, not to be lost in all this, is that Evan Witten, who plays Jason, did yeah. actually give a pretty good performance. That's great. So, debatable. Oh, great. It's hard. Yeah, it's, great it is hard to be like a child actor in a lot of these series. Yeah. You know, like the young Leia, the, the young Luke, um, obviously the young Anakin. <laughs> that didn't go wonderfully well, in a lot of ways. Right. Now this is podcasting. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> but, but once again, it's like he, like it's, it's well written and they're likable characters. So it's kind it's fun to have this little force sensitive child but what i will say is the immediate scene after this where they explain kanan jarris uh that he is a uh uh you know kanan jarris uh his father a jedi and then carson teva says oh, yeah okay and bursts into action <laughs> he's like yeah. the whole audience <laughs> being like oh if, if you didn't know who Kanan Jarrus was, I was like, oh, okay. All right, cool. Thanks for yeah. catching me up on that TV show that I missed. Was that <laughs> your, you already knew who Kanan Jarrus was. And all the listeners of this podcast, of course, know. But anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast or seen those TV shows, yeah, they would have reacted the exact same way. Uh, which is why it's good to have a proxy for the audience in your TV, sh- TV shows. I have a screen cap that's probably going to get memed in the future. It's the captions are enabled, and it's Hu Yang in that scene explaining it to Teva, and it just says Jason has abilities. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting kind of somehow Palpatine return vibes from that, but we'll wait to see how it plays out. <laughs> is, is Jason at Luke's uh, Luke's Academy? Oh, see, yeah. Oh. Is is Jason gonna meet Grogu at Luke's Academy oh, and then oh, get killed by Kylo man. Ren? I know. Our, oh, all of our man. favorite characters. That would be we'll so We'll have to sad. wait for season seven. But probably true. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as we wow. move on, let's talk about a little bit of the other stuff we got going on in this episode, which I think we've covered most of the plot points. Of course, Ahsoka gets saved, pulled from the water by these people as the um, uh, Republic ships show up to come reprimand Sindula for going away. Yeah. She's, she didn't listen to her orders. <laughs> she did something. Like a noise. Um, and all that happens, they distract the uh, Republic ships. New Republic ships? Sure. 
She distracts the New Republic ships just long enough for Ahsoka to go mind meld with these Purgle, which was another cool scene of Ahsoka getting outside the spaceship. Did you hate it again this time, Chris? Uh, No, I didn't. This one actually fit a lot more because she didn't put on a freaking space suit in light speed time. What if she did a backflip? It would have been even worse. Instead, she was Gandalf with the staff in Pelennor Fields, blasting white light at the the Nazgul. <laughs> That's my, that was my uh, interpretation. You, Jamie, you skipped one quick scene. Jake, did you put your finger up? Because I think, are you going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about here? Um, maybe, maybe not. I I knew we jumped past something that I did want to talk about before we got to the whales for the purgle. We see her pick up the orb. Is yep, yep. Uh, yes, so sir. we see yes, her sir. pick up the orb. And we get this force ability. I don't know if it's necessarily in the prequels or the sequels or even the original movies, but there is is a capability where you can use a force echo on an object to retrieve sort of its its history and sort of what event transpired associated with previously on Ahsoka. The fact that they brought this, (laughs) yeah, pretty much. (laughs) The fact that they brought this ability into from Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, into the actual tv show was awesome it was so cool. um and so you know they're just introducing all these different abilities and aspects of star wars and all these different formats and platforms and they're just merging it all dave is just out here just hitting home runs so good for you dave keep on grand slamming my guy I'm glad you mentioned the Force Echo because I learned it from the Jedi Survivor, their video game. It does have history. Uh, Quinlan Voss from Clone mm-hmm. Wars did actually have uh, Force Echo capabilities, and we see a little bit of that in Clone Wars. But predominantly, I was so psyched that they brought in the ability that Cal Kestis has from the games. That's yeah. awesome. And the, way, um, yeah. and the way that they visually like showed it with her touching the object and then the yeah. camera almost... like. Uh, doing a 360 around her it looks a little bit different in the in the video games but uh, she hears the the memories of of of, of sabine and and balin that that's awesome and the way that they're introducing yeah. new things like that so much better than how ray was introduced force healing in in uh rise of skywalker like this just seemed natural it wasn't just oh we're just gonna throw another force ability to up the ante, it just made sense. Force healing, force FaceTiming, force <laughs> lightsaber passing, you know, whatever it is, Lights, whatever light, it is. Light speed skipping. <laughs> light speed skipping. It was just so inorganic. <laughs> it, did, it was junky. I, I don't know. We won't, we won't talk Yeah, but this wasn't. And Dave This was not. This was very... We've Very commended smooth. Dave Filoni so throughout this entire episode on the story writing and the and the dialogue and, and all that good stuff. But we got to just shout out Dave Filoni as the director for this movie. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about some beautiful visuals. Oh, but did you say movie on purpose? Or uh, I, I, I did not say that on purpose, but it did feel like a movie. It was it was beautiful. It yeah. Every scene was, or at least most of the scenes were so much more interestingly shot than what we get a lot of the times, especially having watched 5,000 Marvel shows and movies where they've just a thousand percent given up on trying to be good directors and they just blast out content at you. (laughs) To have a director come in and set up interesting dynamic shots was so refreshing yes, to have sir. dialogue that's not just mm. close up of one person and then close up of the next person but to have shots where the camera moves the characters move conversations continue as the characters move about each other on screen or as Andy was saying to have this camera kind of mm. rotate around Ahsoka through this Jedi force mystical um recap sesh 
It was just lovely. I thank you, Dave Filoni, for making an interesting show to watch. I appreciate (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> and Jamie, one thing at the end, towards the end of the episode that uh, really shows like Dave Filoni specifically, he's he comes from animation storyboarding, like just drawings and, and shots of maybe a character and then all, something large in the background. And when she's standing on the ship and the, the pergol just rises right, ab- right above her. So cool. Mm. Like what a beautiful shot. Yeah, and the the pergol, yeah. like that whole pod of pergs, looked incredible. Just all of them floating <laughs> around with their tentacles and floating like on all directions over the ship where Ahsoka was standing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every everything was just beautiful and peaceful and meditative. Mm-hmm. One feature of the pergol that we didn't see in any of the other episodes were their oblique fins. Um, which actually reminded me a lot of how cuttlefish actually travel in the ocean. So I I thought it was an extremely little creative aspect that they added to it, but it was just so ethereal and just felt so surreal um, just being surrounded by the entire pod. So pod purgle. <laughs> no, that's a Thank pod you purgle. for subscribing to Marine <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Tune in every week for Jake's Marine Fact of the Day. <laughs> So as fish have fins. as this episode ends, we get Ahsoka and Hu Yang in their spaceship in the mouth of a pergol as the whole pod takes off. Also, a cool shot blasting their way to a galaxy far, 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 far away. Fingers crossed. <laughs> hopefully, they're going to the same place as the other guys. Yeah. Ooh. Shall <laughs> that we take was so bets? Funny, though. <laughs> Like that was uh, uh, one main thing. But I think actually I was so happy after she became Gandalf yes. the White and mm-hmm. her demeanor, yes. her smile, Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson's smile is like this is the Soka that I've wanted since it. I've been. We were patient, you know. Mm-hmm. We saw the stoic arms cross. <laughs> slow talking (laughs) but here she immediately walks out smiles hugs jason makes a joke with hu yang she's there in the the purgle's mouth any you know the funny interaction there first of all hu yang Mm -hmm. is hilarious yes like wonderful comedic relief david tennant Mm -hmm. is is a gem she says oh i i don't i have no idea where we're going you know something like that and you're like this is so funny she's just having a good time and that's the Ashley X scene <laughs> pull in that that yeah. you know Chris probably wanted. Like just the the joy that Ahsoka Tano is. So we will pick up next week with ideally a shot of Thrawn, maybe, hopefully. At the very we least, shot. we'll find out where Sabine is headed with all the bad guys. And I truly hope that Ahsoka goes to the right place, which of course she's going to. What an insane thing to do for them to go to the wrong place. (laughs) (laughs) I like to believe that when she had that force connection with the one massive Purgle, I'm going to say gargantuan Purgle, that sounds more correct. I'm gonna, when she has that force connection, I want to believe she she did like a Finding Nemo Dory sort of communication with the Purgle. Where's Ezra? Come back! Sort of situation. And now the, she's like kind of banking on that situation like in order to go Batman to the right. Dory. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's how I, I interpret Dory. In <laughs> wow. 
but that's how I interpreted Jake, that scene. I didn't scene. know that I you spoke that, Purgle. You know? That was incredible. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Actually, I not I did. I do. Andy does a spot-on George Lucas impression, and Jake does a spot-on Purgle accent. That's crazy. We're learning so Jake, many things. Jake, that was that, that was a that, that sounded very much like a, a pun. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, George. <laughs> Get back in your cage, damn it. The one thing I want to say about the Purgle before we move away from them is that they did when we first saw them jump to light speed in the final episode of Clone Wars, they didn't need to be in the mouth. And this is more just kind of a funny thing, and it's great that they are in the mouth. Who knows? Maybe now it's kind of a safety thing for the ship that they're on, because the ship that Ezra and Thrawn were on was much, much, much bigger. So maybe... It can't make the jump to light speed without being in its mouth. But what I thought was going to happen at the very end of the episode was that the Purgle were going to jump and the three Republic ships that had showed up were going to get caught up in it. Oh, oh man. Oh, that would have been I thought that's what was going to happen. And then that, that way there would be like Republic forces at this new galaxy. But And not even Hera and Jason went. So it's truly an Ahsoka journey from here on out. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure we're going to get any more Republic stuff. I mean, maybe not till season two, season three, which would be a bit of a shame, but I, that's what I thought was going to happen just based on how we've seen the Purgle transport before. Uh, but, you know, no, they're in the mouth and that's okay. We'll see why in the future, I'm sure. So I, I guess my question is, if Hera is not going to be, you know, out in the far, far, far land, then what is, are, are they going to be stuck there? Like, why is Ezra, why is Ahsoka... It goes back to this whole thing when you're in the middle of the Return of the Jedi and, and the First Order. Where did they go? Yeah. Right? So are they just stuck in another galaxy until they come back 30 years later? I guess we'll find out. I mean, out. to that point, I mean, they really quite literally and figuratively could take Star Wars in a new direction. But what I was going to say <laughs> was... uh. Uh, Jim, do you? Uh, I'm going to think on it. What Jake was going to say was that I have a new theory. I have a new theory Ooh, for hear that theory. how the season is going to go. I, I know exactly now how the next three episodes of the show are going to go. And I think it's going to fix all the issues that Chris has, having not seen Grand Admiral Thrawn up to this point. Because, and this also goes along with, it seems like this is a limited series. From what I can tell, there's not going to be a second season of this show. And so I have a question for you guys that goes along with my theory. You guys can just tell me if this is impossible. I think this show is going to end with Ahsoka and or Sabine preventing the return of everybody back to their galaxy. One of them is going to make the decision to strand themselves and everyone who's currently in this other galaxy. Mm away not allowing any of them to return and they just live out the mm. rest of their days in a galaxy far 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 away never to impact the story of star wars ever again so my question for you is do they do they ever come back later in the timeline so i realized when i when i made that prediction that they get stuck out there there's literally a dave filoni movie heir to the of the empire going to come out in about four to five years from now which is supposed to be the climactic event for the tv universe so i mean you're not gonna you're gonna have sabine so what you're saying is my theory's not wrong yet (laughs) until i I actually am am in agreement you know what maybe they get back 
in the first scene, this is the opening scene of a movie movie. coming out in five years. Of the movie coming in five (laughs) years. Five years from now. Grand Admiral Thrawn (laughs) in the Chimera Star Destroyer blasts into Coruscant right over top and starts the war. Thoughts? Dang. That's a bold claim. That's a hot take. Yeah. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, Now I remember what I was going to say. Chris, if I (laughs) recall correctly, Ezra and Thrawn make the jump with the Purgle when the tentacles enwrapped and enveloped their ship. Inside In this situation, because the ship wasn't grasped by the tentacles, I guess the idea was to go in the mouth. In the belly of the beast. I mean, you can't, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. I, 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 maybe it was more just a funny thing more than anything. Maybe it was the size of the ship. I'm not going to harp on that too much because then you open up the possibilities of why has no Jedi tried this before? It seemed like it was pretty easy for Ahsoka to do this once she kind of cleansed herself of the past and focused on an actual plan. So I'm not going to open up Pandora's Mm. box and say, how come they haven't used Purgles to talk and travel before? If this galaxy is so far, 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 far away, you'd think that a Jedi would have tried it at this point. But we can't dig too deep. I feel like Ahsoka and Ezra are the only ones that have communed with space whales up to this point in the galaxy. But why? Well, how it, they're not that prevalent of creatures as well. Right. They are rare. And how much of a desire sure, is there like, to go to the, a different the, galaxy? The planet... That doesn't seem appealing unless you're specifically going to oh, It also Ezra. seems a little risky. You know, just generally is a little <laughs> bit of risky move. Yeah. Yu uh, Yang didn't like it, which generally means it's a good idea. Oh my god, we didn't even reference the sad. <laughs> we we got to talk scene about it. At the start. Oh, that was so. Oh man! Once a, David Tennant, yeah. a gem. I told them they never to listened. stay together, but they never oh, listen. Yeah, and he's like looking off the edge of the cliff. Think of I, I know this is we're going way back, but think of like Hu Yang and the fact that he's been around for a thousand generations mm-hmm. of Jedi and mm-hmm. he saw the rise and the destruction of the Jedi and really the only one he has left is Ahsoka, who he thinks is dead at this yeah. point. Like that's Oh, Hera asked him what, a story. what was Anakin like and he says intense. <laughs> intense. Hilarious. Great comedic timing. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I I love the the depth of that line though. Um, they never listen because yeah. it refers to so many different characters. Uh, Qui Gon and yeah. Obi Wan, Obi Wan and Anakin, A- uh, Anakin Snips, like the the whole thing. Um, and and so it's just that line's this deep. That's why we it's, love it's Star deep. Wars. It rhymes. It yeah. rhymes. <laughs> 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 well done. Hoopla! And now that Andy has finally had time to get in his favorite thing about Star Wars, <laughs> means we can start to bring this episode of Holocron Hoopla to a close after this fantastic episode. So, as we do on every episode of the Hoopla podcast, we got to go ahead and give this episode a rating. Andy, you already gave it. Can you just remind us real quick what score you gave it? This is my, I think, second highest Star Wars rating. Wow. On any of the episodes of Andor and in, Andor included 63. 63. This was just spe- spectacular. Hoopla. I mean, and it all starts with the man himself, re- redemption for Hayden Christensen. Sure. Like yeah. I'm so glad he came back to do this. And it was mm-hmm. just uh an enthralling few scenes where he takes all the eras of Anakin into this one into this one character. You have 
the arrogant prodigy, you have the brave war, war hero, and that enlightened master. Is he the father? I think he might okay. be the Mortis father at this point. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, I, this guy, it was, a, it was a great performance. And seeing him with Ahsoka was just wonderful. 63. 63 and honestly, 66. I think I might have enjoyed the final space whale ending as much as the beginning of this episode. I was just so happy because we saw Ahsoka the White. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Jake, what'd you think? Yeah, this episode had everything I wanted and more. And at the beginning of this uh, series, I mentioned how this this show had the potential to be, you know, the most abstract but most enthralling uh, Star Wars content that we've had since the Disney era. Um, I've loved every second of it. And this this episode is just a testament to Dave Filoni's work, as you were kind of alluding to before, Andy. Um, nine... Nine. 65 out of 66. Oh my god. Oh, Another beauty. Two weeks in a row of wow. unbelievably wow. high scores. Wow. I love it. Wow. Chris, there's no way you can keep up with your score from last week of a perfect 66. <laughs> what do you think Chris, about this episode? Chris, can you tell episode? me, was it a 66 or a 65? Because Jason Sandula's line, you didn't <sighs> like that one last uh, week. Yeah, you went back and corrected I do it. remember retracting my 66, changing it to a 58 because that line was so bad, but... <laughs> Um, again, Star Wars rhymes. If you're gonna use the line at all, use the same line. Don't don't try to change things. You but lack conviction, Chris Pyle. That that was great. Oh my god, when he asked her, "Live or die again," and she says no, and he says incorrect. Oh my god, it was oh so Vader. Oh, that was, it was so, so Vader. Dope. Uh, yeah. I digress. We I could talk about this episode possibly even more than I could about the previous episode, which I did indeed rate a perfect score. I'm standing by that. This episode did not get a perfect score for me. I still feel like we're missing a whole element of the story, and, and truly we were missing it from this episode, but they kept teasing and giving us tastes of the other side, the bad guys in all of this. And I feel like they should have kept doing that this episode. Even though it was a Ahsoka spirit journey, they had time for other things. And I don't know, why not make Thrawn's first introduction an end credit scene? That's a huge popular thing to do these days. And that would no. have been a great time to do it. You are not a fan of end credit scenes because you came in at the worst time for end credit scenes, Jamie. <laughs> now it feels like homework. Back in the day, end credit scenes were cool and they meant something. That's true. I do yeah, think, though, true. it would be a disservice to introduce Thrawn as an end credit scene. If you're going to introduce Not the big a, bad, you got to put him in the beef of the episode. Honestly, the, okay. the ending to this episode, though, was. It doesn't have to be. I agree. It doesn't have to be an introduction. Maybe just. You know, credits, 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 black screen. Opening, it's a console panel of a broken down starship. Lights are flashing, there's steam. And then all of a sudden, you see like a blue hand put the hand down on the console. And that's it. You, I, I, No dialogue or anything. I just, give me a little tease. Give me a little taste. The fact that that was lacking, I, I did miss out on that. I just feel like the casual audience did not relate enough to this 
Dave Filoni mind meld. And and for that reason, it's not a perfect episode for me because it doesn't appeal to the perfect Star Wars fan. Let's... I loved it. I'm still giving it a 60 out of 66. But I, I still think that last Hoopla! episode was a perfect episode of Star Wars because everyone could enjoy it from the Rebels fan to the casual Star Wars fan. Let's ask the casual Star Wars fan how much he liked this episode. I loved it. Great I thought question. it was great. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, Chris, <laughs> yeah. you, you, can, yeah, you can rate it however you want. I'm just, I'm intrigued by the fact that you're rating these episodes from a different person's perspective rather than from your own perspective. You know? I, I'm, I'm trying to do both, you know, mm. as, a, as a massive Star Wars lover who's been watching Star Wars for a long time, has been to multiple Star Wars celebrations. I see all types of fans. You know, I'm the hardcore fan that when Dave Filoni lifts off his cowboy hat uh, and, and finally gives us everything he's wanted to give us for the past 10 years... I'm I'm here for it. I love it. This episode was fantastic. I just think it's missing the the Star Wars lightsabers fights were awesome. They had that here. But when you talk about this whole 20 minute vision quest that Ahsoka went on, there's going to be casual Star Wars fans that are picking up their phones and they don't care. They they know that the Clone Wars happened, but they didn't watch Clone Wars, so they don't care. So and for that reason, it's just lost a couple of points. We we didn't have any of that last episode. Everything was approachable in the last episode, and it was also perfect. To counter your point there, Chris, um, my brother, shout out to Matt, um, he went and watched this episode and immediately texted me, this was amazing. And so, and I can tell you, he is the most, like, diehard Star Wars fan, but the most casual of Star Wars fans. Because, you know, I got to sit with him and go through Clone Wars Rebels and, you know, Tales of the Jedi and all that content with him. But... To say, without having watched any of the Dave Filoni, any of the cartoon aspects of Star Wars, regular Star Wars fans did love this. Preach. Wholeheartedly. I think they would probably rate it, I don't know, a 60 out of 66. Anyway. <laughs> or, or a 65 out of 66. 65, similar, yeah. Similar Aren't you to, the voice of the speaking people? Speaking as the resident noob, I'm giving it a 62 out of 66. Just a fantastic, nice. beautiful episode Hoopla. all around. Uh, mostly all around. Everything with Ahsoka was incredible. Near perfection on the Ahsoka yes. story. Uh, Hera and Jason was fine. Whatever. It was... It was <laughs> Not bad, but it wasn't perfection. Um, but it had to be there to keep the plot moving. I loved it. Great episode. Can't wait for the final three episodes of the first season or the only season of Ahsoka. Better so not. Tune in next week. Oh, wait. Time. Oh. I forgot about my favorite part of this episode. Oh. oh. My favorite moment. And it was small. And it was probably... If, you Jay, you said Jason. We started talking about like what he was hearing and everything. But when he was listening to the lightsabers, the Force theme for the first time in live action Star Wars started crescendoing. More, more, more. Force theme booms. Kevin Kiner once again, folks. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I was gonna go. I almost. I didn't say it, but I had to bring it back up because it. Oh my gosh, that was an amazing moment. And I almost burst into tears. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, you can end the episode. <laughs> now that we've fully completed the checklist of hoopla requirements, we've touched on everything we need to every single episode of the Hoopla Podcast. So tune in again next week when we talk about episode six of Ahsoka. Follow us on Instagram X, TikTok, all that good stuff to stay up to date. Thank we got you. all sorts of fun stuff coming out in between episodes. So you can follow us there, find out what we're doing, and catch up on all the hoopla. 
Thank you all for tuning in. Hoopla! And without any further ado, it is now time for the moment of highest hoopla, the quote of the episode. What do you got for us this week, Andy? As Anakin Skywalker, Force Ghost Anakin Skywalker said, we must adjust to the times. Look, when Obi-Wan taught me we were keepers of the peace, but now to win this war, I have to teach you to be a soldier. That cuts deep. I, I'm talking like like a like a Qui Gon deep, like a Darth Maul. Not like a that's not a like deep a, cut. yeah, not like a Haiti sort of Sabine deep because that, that not was deep, deep enough. You know that that was a very <laughs> yeah. That's that's a Qui Gon deep. That quote will kill you. <laughs> Don't say it again. Okay, bye. <laughs> Chris.